Have you ever wondered what happened to the legendary Chuck Norris? I recently saw a health video he made and I was surprised. He's in his 80s and still seems to have his energy and health. He says he's even stronger, has more stamina, and plenty of energy left over for his grandkids since making one simple health change that helps his digestion and nutrition. He says he still feels like he's in his 50s. His wife made the same change and she's never felt better. She says she feels 10 years younger and she has energy all day. Many of us do not include the fruits, vegetables, and other herbs that increase health and energy in our own diets. Chuck Norris made a special video that explains how he incorporated these things with one simple product. You can watch it by going to mymorningkick.com forward slash Harris. It may change your approach to your own health. Once again, that's mymorningkick.com forward slash Harris. Welcome once again to the Conversations That Matter podcast. I'm your host, John Harris, uh, with a special guest today, first time on the Conversations That Matter podcast. We have Pastor Michael Shover. Pastor Shover, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you uh, sharing about your experience. Why don't we play the clip and then I'll, I'll get you to comment on it and, and introduce you more so people know who you are. But this okay. is the infamous clip that people are talking about right now online. Here we go. Okay, so uh, <laughs> we start the podcast with a bang. Um, you know, the clip that was m most viral, I played one that had a fuller context, just cut off with yeah. you saying, what's wrong with pedophilia? Right. And then that was it. And and then people screaming and um, I'm sure that gives you some PTSD. So yeah. <laughs> especially that the expression of that one woman, uh, that could be a meme. You know, it's just get out of my face. And, and she's clearly in your face. Uh, so what was going on there? You're a pastor, uh, Christ the Redeemer Church in Pella, Iowa, mm -hmm. yep. and you decided to go to the Capitol. Why? Yeah. So uh, a few years ago, the uh, uh, the governor of Iowa, uh, Kim Reynolds, um, signed into law uh, the what's called the, the heartbeat bill, which um, prevents abortion from happening after six weeks, right? Once a heartbeat is detected at six weeks and uh, it was overturned by, um, you know, some judges or whatever. Well, now that Roe versus Wade has been overturned, she pushed it back again. It was signed uh, back into law on Friday at the Family Leadership uh, Summit where Tucker Carlson was was at and everything. Um, but she, she signed uh, the the, so on Tuesday, the House and the Senate of Iowa both passed it again. And so there were protesters there, uh, you know, pro-abortion 
advocates um, who were simply screeching about how they, you know, can no longer murder babies um, whenever they want. So um, I went there with uh, another family from church and um, we, uh, I, I got there and I had been there maybe, I don't know, maybe five minutes. Um, <laughs> and the time that I, I walked in and looked around I saw a fellow minister who uh, who I'm friends with, Ray Simmons, who just wrote uh, a, a really decent book uh, recently called the uh, uh, the Confessional County. Uh, he's now he's now he's a minister in Southwest Iowa. Uh, I saw him, grabbed his arm, and said, "Hey, Ray, look at everything that's going on." And then I just kind of looked out, and just everybody's screaming and shouting and chanting, you know. Um, and trying to disrupt what's going on in in the in the House of Representatives, where they are, you know, uh, talking about the bill and everything like that. And there was just kind of a lull in in the in the screaming for about two seconds. And I I didn't come there thinking that I was going to do this. I had no idea what I was going to do when I was there, other other than just be a presence. But it was like the spirit of God just rushed upon me, and I just yelled out stop murdering babies and it you know, boomed throughout the whole rotunda of the capitol building such that everybody just like got really quiet and they all they all did like an about face and like turned at turned to me and i shouted it again stop murdering babies and that's when you know the demon starts screeching and they all just gathered around me into that crazy horde that you saw and uh and i was you know preaching at them telling them to stop murdering babies believe in Jesus Christ, repent of their sins and all of that. And it was almost like a concentrated effort. Um, I don't know if, you know, if it was just like one person said it and the rest of them started picking it up, but I was wearing, I was wearing, uh, you know, my, my clerical uniform. I had my, my clerical collar on. And so they, they, they started calling me a pedophile, um, because I guess the associations with, uh, you know, Catholic, with like Catholic priests. priests. Yeah. Right. Right. And I'm, and I'm as Protestant as can be. Um, and, uh, and so, uh, they were screaming it and screaming it and screaming it. And then, um, eventually I, I, I just asked, you know, the, this one, this one, uh, I guess it's, a, I don't want to say lady. She wasn't very ladylike, but she was definitely a female. Um, and, uh, she, you know, she said, I think she, she, there's another clip where you can see it kind of more from her angle where she says, uh, get your hands off me or, or don't touch me. And I, and I wasn't, I'll, I'll lock, I'll lock your pedophile ass up. And I just kind of chuckled at her. And I, and then I, you know, tried to do kind of a Van Tillian, you know, <laughs> kind uh -huh. of, uh, run on them. And it, you know, obviously don't, don't, <laughs> don't try to use logic with a raging mob, you know, but I just, I just asked them, you know, well, what it, you keep calling me a pedophile. What is even wrong with pedophilia, right? All of you, and that's the point where they all started screeching, but I was trying to say all of you support LGBTQ+. The plus does refer to pedophilia. You all are actually in support of pedophiles. You know, th this, is your, this is your whole thing. This is where it's all going. So why are you acting like you're against it when you actually are in support of it? So that was the one thing I was trying to say is to show their inconsistency, but also, you know, just follow the logic out a little bit further. Um, you know, what, what is wrong with pedophilia? Okay. Well, it, 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 it hurts and destroys children. Ah, much like, I don't know, 
abortion, which murders the smallest and the littlest among us. Um, the people who are who God has put to protect and defend the innocent are the ones who are murdering them, you know? And so I was trying to also make them see that correlation, but you know, again, you can't, you can't reason with a raging, angry mob. So no. that was, that, that was kind of what happened. And then, um, you know, you saw some more, uh, uh, pushing with the crazy pink haired lady, um, and hit, almost hitting me with her sign. And I was trying to get it away until she whacked my arm and the state trooper had to come and, you know, kind of break things up. So it, the whole thing maybe, maybe lasted a minute and a half. Um, I mean, it was, and it was like the longest, it was like the longest minute and a half of my life. It was extremely intense. And, um, and I actually got like a kind of a, a high off the whole thing. I had never done anything like that. I, you know, I, I preached to Christians every Sunday. Uh, so it was very, it was very interesting to uh, just see the evil and uh, kind of the demonic hatred for Christ, for life. And, um, and, uh, you know, Jesus, Jesus called, uh, the, the people of his day, you know, uh, the, the Pharisees, he says, you are, you are of your father, the devil, who was a, who was a murderer and a liar from the beginning. And that, and that's what these, these people are. They, they follow in the same train as him. So, so, uh, did you think after that minute and a half was up that you would be online and in the news, people calling you pedophile pastor? Cause it's all over Twitter. Right. Right. <clears throat> yeah. No, uh, I, I hadn't even thought about it. I mean, I, I kind of guessed, you know, once the, once the whole thing started happening and everybody started gathering around and cameras were pulled out and phones were pulled out and everything, I kind of figured that, you know, people were, were recording, but, um, yeah, I, 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 I wasn't really thinking about, you know, um, what are the, what, what are the potential consequences of me asking a rhetorical question? Um, so right, I, right. Yeah. Yeah. They took it as you're supportive when really right. you were trying to challenge them because they're supportive. And that's what you kept saying afterward. But when right. you cut the clip off uh, at the point that uh, a lot of the viral videos have cut it off, you don't know that that's what you followed <laughs> it up with. So, it, I mean, it's extremely dishonest, but you know, this is something that um, I've focused on this podcast on a number of times The obviously there's unequal weights and measures that get applied, yeah. even from, I think, sometimes our Christian brothers uh, and sisters, they can even be lulled into accepting these unequal weights and measures where anything on the left is kind of nuanced or, or looked at in a understandable light, even if we disagree. And then things on the right, even if it's slightly to the right, is, is seen in the worst possible light. It's it's must be proto-Nazism or something. Um, and you, this is like, I don't know, a circumstance where like what you said, which was very understandable, has been twisted. It has been, people have run with it. Um, I don't know if you've received, have you, have you received encouragement from Christians as far as this goes or has it been silence? No, no, I, I, I have. I have many, many people um, in, my, in my denomination, in the CREC, uh, have reached out to me, uh, have been encouraging, um, have been, in, have been an encouragement to me. I actually have, uh, tomorrow I have, uh, an, an interview with, uh, cross politic, um, uh, with Gabe Wrench. And so we'll be talking Good. about it there. Um, and, uh, I have some other, uh, uh, positive interviews lined up too, uh, with, with, with people on our side and, uh, yeah, people have reached out to me. It's my, 
my church family has been real supportive. You know, they're real proud of me for standing up um, and, and and saying these things. And, you know, the, the, the whole if anybody who knows me and, and, and who knows um, what I've been up to the last couple years in my in my town would know that the claim the, the claim that I'm a pedophile is so is so overly the top ridiculous. All right. I, I have been I have been on the front lines in my town fighting against um, transgenderism. Um, we had a public pool issue uh, where, you know, some a, a female who is, quote unquote, transitioning um, showed up at the pool and just and came topless. But, you know, kind of, I think I think she put like, you know, duct tape or something on her breast to cover her nipples. And it was it was just like over the top. It it scandalized a lot of people. You know, I don't live I don't live in a in a totally degenerate town. I live in a very predominantly conservative Christian town, which still very much um, exudes a lot of the old America, like what what America used to be. Um, leftists are are you know trying really hard to take over. But I I, I was there. I spoke against uh, the city the city council for doing nothing about it. I've been uh, confront, I've confronted the city council again about the public library where the librarians are trying to bring in all those, you know, uh, pornography books essentially and um, grooming our children with uh, transgenderism and, and all this stuff. I've uh, recently, just as two, two weeks ago now, I think, um, uh, three weeks ago, the ACLU of Iowa has issued um, kind of a, a statement to a multiple multiple towns in Iowa, trying to get the towns to reverse or or, or change uh, a, um, a zoning ordinance in order to allow drag shows to happen. Um, I've met with the mayor. I personally spoke with him about these things. Right, I am one hundred percent against like grooming children, allowing anything to ever happen to our children. Um, our our church, in fact. Preempting much of this stuff five years ago, when I first uh, came on board, we wrote a um, uh, a children's ministry policy. And if you don't mind, I would like to just read the, the introduction to sure. it. You know, um, and and I I wrote this, and just I think it's really important. Uh, but it says, um, Christ the Redeemer Church believes that God created man in his image and likeness. As an image bearer, one of mankind's fundamental duties in life is to serve and protect the world that God made and all who are in it. We also believe that this calling to serve and protect has been made more urgent and necessary for us since the entrance of sin into the world. One of the worst sins that has plagued humanity has been the proclivity of some to prey upon young children and sexually abuse them. It is the intention of Christ the Redeemer Church to ensure that that never happens to any of the children in our church. At Christ the Redeemer Church, we take our responsibility to care for children very seriously because we take the words of our Lord Jesus Christ very seriously. When he said, whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for him if a great millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. Our Lord and Savior highly prizes and favors children, and he threatens great punishments for those who would seek to do them harm. Therefore, in seeking to please the Lord and to protect Christ's littlest ones, and to ensure that none of them will ever have cause to stumble as a result of the negligence of those who have been entrusted to serve and protect them, Christ the Redeemer Church has adopted the following children's ministry policy. These guidelines are intended to facilitate a safe and nurturing environment in which children can grow in their relationship with Jesus Christ. So 
we and we we've under we've we go through every year um <clears throat> uh ministry safe is a uh, uh, an organization that that provides yep. training um uh to protect children uh to provide um uh, training for how you can be on the lookout for groomers um we undergo this ministry ministry safe training every year i get a background check every year everybody who's in staff or a volunteer at children's ministry in our church gets one every year right so it's like they <laughs> it's so utterly ridiculous they picked like the worst possible guy to label as, as a pedophile there is absolutely no chance that anything could ever be put on me and so i you know i just i just praise the lord that all these things have been in place um since the moment i got here this is what we've been doing this is this is this is everybody everybody knows this um it's people who have no idea who we are who want to you know slander us because well, they course, hate Christ. that's right yeah it's not about you ultimately but right. uh you know of course this is something that uh when you start and i think you it's probably necessary that you or at least it's helpful that you revealed some of this and and, and let us into the inner workings of your church to say hey i have a long track record here i care about kids it's everyone knows it um there's so many questions i have but 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 i, th I think maybe first um, the, I just have an observation based on what you're saying. Um, so you're saying that, um, that, that you've done all these things, you've taken all these measures. There's a long track record of proof yet. What I've often found, and I haven't seen it in your case yet. I'm suppose if I went on Twitter, I would, uh, is people will look at that pile of, of evidence and they'll say if they're on the left that that's further proof, right? <laughs> so if you're, I mean, it's like the people that are in the interracial marriages are the worst racists, right? right. The people who are um, who are uh, against homosexuality must be closet homosexuals. It's they they always like twist it to to say that that's actually an overcompensation because right. it's trying to it shows an obsession that you have. But really, they're obsessed. They're projecting, but right. um, the but, but, the, the people who adopt children from Africa are actually white supremacists, <laughs> right? The white supremacists who care for these children, right? <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've said before, I have like four friends, uh, I could probably name them off if I, but I, I'm not going to, who have been accused of kinism publicly. And every single one of them is in an interracial marriage. And I just think it's the funniest thing to me because I'm just like, like you, you really picked the wrong guy to go after, but it doesn't seem to matter, right? Because it's all ideological. It doesn't, your actions in the real world don't seem to actually matter um, in, in these kinds of scenarios. And so I guess the question I'm, I'm obviously making an observation, but here's the question for you leading up to this. So if that happens, if, if, I mean, if people's minds aren't changed, if you still have, I, I mean, I think this will blow over, but let's say that in some people's minds, you're permanently labeled this way, probably people you don't care about, <laughs> like as far as like, you don't care what they think of you, but, uh, but, but, but it's in the water and it'll come up every time yeah. you probably try to, as you just said, you're publicly involved. What, what do you think the right approach is to that? Because we have to think through this, this the cancel culture stuff. It, it, it's in the water. It never goes away. People always bring up this charge. I, like, how do you feel about that? What, what do you think should be done about that? Should you have to explain yourself every time this comes up? Like, what do you think Christians should do in a similar spot to the one you're in? Yeah, that, that's good, John. Um, no, I do not think that uh, it's necessary to address this issue every single time that it's going to be brought up um you know jesus jesus was accused of uh of being uh right a samaritan and 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 being born of uh you know 
inappropriate marriage and or you know, inappropriate sexual relations, right? Uh, he was he, he was accused of having a demon, and most of the time he never even really addressed the people's insults that they threw at him. He just moved on to the substance of the issue, um, you know. So uh, I don't I don't I don't find it necessary to have to engage with these people who are not arguing in good faith, right? They're, they're, their whole point is just to uh, malign, to falsify, to lie, steal, kill, destroy, like their father, the devil. I, it, there's no reason to argue with these people about those points. Let's, let, let's talk about the substance of the issue. And, and, and that's, how, um, that's how I think we need to move forward because the people, the people who... Um, uh, will really hear it, right? Sons, <laughs> who Jesus called like sons of peace. You know, when he told when, when he told his disciples, go out to the villages and and start preaching the gospel. And if you were received, you know, if there's a son of peace there, they will receive you. Uh, but if you are not received, then you know, let your let your peace, let your blessing, you know, come back to you. Uh, if there's a, if there's sons of peace out there, if there's people who really want to know the truth, they will receive it. They will be willing to listen. They will be concerned about the truth. But those who are not of the truth are not of Jesus Christ. And, um, we have no, I, I have no concern to try to justify myself or vindicate myself to those types of people. They're going to believe whatever they're going to believe, no matter what's said. So let's just laugh about their, their non, their nonsense. <laughs> the look, yeah. Psalm two, right? God, God's in the heaven and he, and he laughs at them. Uh, we can, we can laugh along with God and, uh, and we can trust in our G in, in Jesus Christ, our King. So I think that's good advice uh, to go back to the rhetoric th uh, that Jesus used. That, that's really good. Um, so, so you're you're going to be the cheerful warrior, kind of moving forward. Do you think Christians are at a point now where they're starting? To, I, I hesitate to say wake up, but they're they're starting to push back. They're starting to realize, uh, you know, we we just experienced BLM, we experienced COVID, yep. we've experienced <laughs> Me Too, and on all those issues, I think it's fair to say my initial. Uh, assessment that they tend to nuance left, punch right is true on those issues. Um, in general, uh, Christian leaders I'm, I'm talking about here. But do you think on this issue, there's a, a change in the water? Because I sense that on the transgender stuff, at least. Um, and um, and I, I mean, abortion's always kind of been, been sure. an issue, at least since I've been alive. But, but, but with the transgender stuff, maybe even other issues are becoming, that Christians are becoming more aggressive on those things. Do you sense that at all? I do, I do, and 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 it's not it's not even just Christians, but it's, you, I'm sorry, you mean um, in arguing against it, Christians are more aggressive in 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 right. In, well, in, you're getting all this encouragement from people, right? right? Okay. And I don't think yeah. you would have if you went, let's say, to a BLM march in 2020, and you said, right. <laughs> you know, you're the racist, or you're you know, or you're uh, you're perverted, you're evil, you're whatever you wanted to say to oppose them. Sure. Uh, you would not have the support. I don't think, I don't think people would come to your aid if you were accused of being a racist and then say, no, we, we know pastor Michael Schober. Let's have him on the show. Let's maybe they would, I don't know. But, um, but, but in this case, it seems like it, people are willing to fight back on the charge of pedophilia. Like that's, it, it's like a bridge too far. M maybe I'm, I'm off on that. I'm just wanting to know what you think about that. Well, yeah, I know. I guess I would say that I'm really blessed to be in the CREC um, we have some really great pastors and churches in our denomination. We, you know, we're, we've been, you know, 
praise praise be to God that he raised up men like Doug Wilson to lead the way in in in, in much of this stuff. Um showing us how to fight with joy in our hearts um and not and not and not and not being filled with anger and hatred um towards our enemies but uh loving love loving the lord more um and enabling uh, allowing us to you know really live in with the words of jesus where he says blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and slander you and say all things falsely um on christ's account right we we're blessed uh so let's fight with joy um we belong in the long line of prophets, right, and apostles, and with Jesus Himself when when they do this, right. This is this is this is the only method that they have is to is to slander and lie. Um, so, uh, what I would say is that I think there are a lot more people who are standing up against these things. Um, you know, the, the our eyes are being everyone's eyes are being opened to this stuff, um, and. Uh, what I would say though, is what I find, actually, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say what I find discouraging is that most of the people who are doing the fighting are women. Um, the wives are the ones who are at the city council meetings. Uh, the wives are the ones who are, um, protesting a lot of this stuff. The, the women are the ones who are the most outspoken and, you know, praise be to God for faithful women, but where are the where are the men at? Where are the ministers? Why why was there such a a small amount of faithful godly ministers um, at the Capitol building um, this past Tuesday? Right, I I, I only saw two besides myself. Um, whereas there was a, the whole like priests of Baal were out in in droves um, uh, promoting promoting sacrificing children. So where where are the men at? You know, and and I think that things are things are turning, John. Things are turning. People are wanting to become more, um, uh, are being emboldened to stand up. And I think that that's kind of the importance of why of, of something like what I did. I'm not. I, I really am a guy. I just want to be left alone. Most I think most conservatives just want to be left alone. But we're at a point right now where it's like they're they're never going to leave us alone. Right. I mean, what they're they're shouting in the streets like we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children. Like, uh, <laughs> let's yeah, see. How, yeah. Let's see how long you keep on doing this before, you know, s someone stands up and really puts a stop to it. And then, you know, and, th and then we got to start talking about, you know, uh, why did why did the, you know, Proud Boys rally turn into a violent clash, you know, and which is already happening, right? Like violence is going to come out of this and Christians need to not be anywhere near the violence at all. We need to be speaking towards uh, speaking about these things and being outwardly joyful in, in the Lord and, you know, the joy of the Lord's our strength. And we need to be uh, against all of these, all of this nonsense and we need more people to do it. Yeah. Uh, you live in Iowa, which is red, right? I mean, it's, I think the legislature yeah, yeah, and the most, governor. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, we have, we have a very, very conservative governor, um, in terms of the rest of the other governors of the, yeah. of the nation. Um, it is, it is a red state, but, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's like, interesting to me that even in a red state though, uh, the organization isn't there to get pastors and, and just conservatives in general to the Capitol in large numbers enough to, to challenge, uh, 
it, the, the left is so organized, it seems like even in conservative yeah. states to get their group to show up and to make, you know, chaos and yeah. to, to do what they've done to you, uh, which, yeah, I, I'm not trying to say that as a way uh, to discourage people who are listening, but it is a problem that just seems to uh, like, like you didn't have like a political organization coming to you saying show up at the Capitol, right? You just as a pastor you knew this was going on and you decided to go of your own accord. Um, maybe you, I don't know if you took some members of your church with you, but hmm. like, it's very organic. Right. Right. And, and I, I don't know like what the solution there is for applying pressure because that has to happen. We, as conservative Christians, we have to, or Christian conservatives, I should say, we, we, we have to be able to apply pressure to the political office, to the magistrate to say you're responsible before God. Yeah. And, and his law is important and you that you will be held accountable. If we don't do that, then, of course, the mob is going to have an advantage. Right. Yeah. So, so I, I don't know in Iowa what's around, but. Yeah. So actually, um, the the family leader organization that um, is responsible for um, bringing together Iowan pastors to come to the Capitol building and trying to, you know, partner them up um, with different uh, legislators, uh, representatives, and senators in, in the state capitol. And it's, it's um, I, I'm, not, I'm not officially a part of it yet, uh, I, but I've, I've, I've met people this past weekend, or yeah, on Friday when I was at the Family Leadership Summit where uh, Tucker Carlson was and a lot of uh, presidential nominees were, um, where, uh, you know, Mike Pence just committed, I think, career suicide by <laughs> by saying that, uh, you know, yes, American American cities being, uh, you know, just destroyed from within is not his concern. And he's more concerned about the 33 Abrams tanks that are going to go to Ukraine, whatever. Um, so but the family leader it is very much involved, but it's involved in many ways in the behind the scenes sort of activity. They they hold prayer meetings there, Bible studies there at the Capitol building. They are involved in, um, uh, if not overt evangelism, but kind of, you know, behind the scenes, um, ministers encouraging and trying to provide godly, moral, spiritual guidance and counsel to representatives and senators. And I'll tell you, it's working because we just passed the heartbeat bill right, um, right. For, for, the, for the second time. Right. So, so whereas the, the outward manifestation of the left is screaming and screaming and screaming and, and, and organized and, 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 and clanging, you know, bells and, you know, doing all their, all their stuff. They are, they are organized in that way. We have something great going on here in Iowa too, where we also are, are, are organized, but it's manifested chiefly in a different way. And uh, and 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 as from what I can tell, um, we're being very successful. Good. Well, that's good to hear. Um, we I, I do want to ask you. This is a little off topic, but uh, the heartbeat bill there. I'm not in Iowa, but I know some people in Iowa, and it seems to be like on conservative side. Uh, maybe more the abolitionist types are against it. Sure. In, in a sense, I, I don't know if uh, you're up on that debate, but I mean, is there is it a good bill? It sounds like at least it saves some babies, right? Well, sure. I mean, um, it. I have great sympathy for the abolitionist guys. I regularly in my uh, in my YouTube feed, I, I see uh, videos from oh, what's his name? Gentleman who's kind of the main guy, Hunter 
Uh, oh, uh, Russell. R Russell. Hunter. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have videos of him, uh, you know, talking to people about abortion. And I, I have great sympathy for the abolitionists. And on principle, like principally, yes, like I agree that we should absolutely have uh, abortion should be made illegal from the moment of conception. Right. Yes. And amen. There shouldn't be any, <laughs> any um, uh, exceptions, exceptions, exceptions. You know, um, but I'm I I also do live in the real world, and I try to understand that uh, incrementalism is a real thing. And in fact, at the Senate on Tuesday night, um, some of the people were decrying the fact that that this the fact that that this heartbeat bill that it's going to lead to a slippery slope because now if abortion is restricted because before it was restricted at 20 weeks, now it's restricted at six weeks. What's going to stop it from being uh, restricted at from the moment of conception and what's going to get, you know, in vitro fertilization taken away and what's going to, what's going to stop it from getting all the exceptions taken away. And it's like, right. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> That's the point We're yeah. we're moving the, the, the I, I would say that the, I think, the abortion Overton window is being shifted. And I would say it's probably a lot of it's being shifted because of the abolitionist guys, um, because of the work they're doing, but it's manifesting itself in, in, in incrementally. Yeah. Um, so, well, this uh, is a bit of a, of a white pill, meaning yeah. an encouraging word for people out there who uh, yeah. see a lot of negativity around them, especially if they're in purple or blue areas that there is some progress being made somewhere. And, I know that your church has become, uh, for just even some people I know, somewhat of a refuge. I, I, I know um, a, a gentleman who just moved from across half the, well, uh, maybe a third of the way across the country yeah. <laughs> or, or so forth, to be at your church, to be living in your community. And um, it, it's interesting. This is happening all over the place. I know of a church in Kentucky that's like this. I know um, several places where people are moving to be around like-minded people. And, um, and so if people are interested in uh, more of your work, they can go to redeemerpella.org or your blog, which is livinganddying.substack.com and, uh, and check it out. And, um, yeah, any final words for us of encouragement or, or anything? Yeah. Um, well, one, again, I just wanted to thank you for having me on. Um, my pleasure. Uh, I, I just want to encourage everybody that in times like this, what is needed is, is boldness. Um, you know, cowards will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Uh, right. You read in revelation, uh, 21, that cowards are among the first listed who are going to be burning in the lake of fire. Um, we need to be bold and brave and have courage to stand up in the face of great evil. Um, and so I know that people can, well, we probably are saying like, oh, well, I question, you know, Shover's tactics. Maybe he shouldn't have said that. Maybe he shouldn't have done this. Well, sure. I, I <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have, but the, but the simple fact is I did. And, um, and, and people are attracted to that. The reason go, going back to the thing that you just previously said, one, the reason that people are fleeing uh, churches and, and, and states and, and are willing to move halfway across the country to move to other places is because they're looking for leaders, ministers who are going to take a stand and who are going to be willing to fight and going to lead the charge. 
that's that is what we've seen since COVID happened. Um, since since COVID happened, is that uh, a large portion of my church we received uh, during COVID time because they were fleeing from uh, states where it was just getting crazy and people were and and everything and they are, the ordinary Christian desperately wants ministers who have a backbone. Um, and so I, I have a backbone. <laughs> I'm going to stand up. I'm going to say things that are hard and difficult <clears throat> and that makes the left scream um, <laughs> because I want to be faithful to Jesus Christ. Find a church like that and find a minister who's going to go to the fire for you and, uh, and you and your family will be blessed. Yeah, well, thank you for your courage. Thank you for that example and uh, for just being willing to take some time out of your schedule to talk to us about it. So, uh, again, people can go to redeemerpella.org, livinganddying.substack.com. Uh, thank you, Pastor Schover. Thank you, John. God bless you. God bless. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.